Welcome to the Media Books Podcast, the only place on the internet where creative accounting isn't a bad thing. Owning a virtual firm today means having a professional and modern online presence, and in this podcast, we talk about how to do just that. My name is Kristen Corey, and I'm the owner of Media Books, a media agency that provides creativity exclusively to accounting firms. And if you're an accounting firm owner, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Media Books Podcast. In this podcast episode, I am going to be talking about some steps you can take to throw your own webinar. Now, I know if uh, the idea of throwing a webinar makes your palms a little sweaty, um, it is not as intimidating as you think it might be. There are a ton of tools and resources that you can use out there to throw a great webinar, and it is an awesome way to connect with your audience and provide some really great information. So I'm going to run you through just some basic steps, and you will feel so much more confident in the end uh, and throwing your own webinar. So step one, attend webinars. I know this sounds a little weird, but there are a ton of different ways to actually throw a webinar. And so actually attending one, you can see sort of the entire process and take note of what you like. This is how I learned what I liked and didn't like from webinars. I would see people doing cool things and adding features and sending emails at certain times that really sort of improve the experience. I took note and did it for our own webinars. So attend a bunch of webinars, write down what you like, write down what makes you frustrated or you think are points of friction, write down what you think works really well for them. And then you can sort of take note and do the research moving forward as to how to implement those different things. Second step is to find a topic to talk about. If you already have an audience, this is awesome because you can simply put some polls out there, ask people what they're interested in talking about. And when you're asking people if they're interested, a lot of times they'll be like, hey, I'm interested in this topic. I would love to you know, hear about the webinar or get notified when it happens. Ask for, this, ask for their email or provide a place online where they can sign up for the webinar once it goes live. Great way to sort of get the word out, have sort of a soft opening and sort of gauge uh, people's interest in the subjects. Number three is to actually find a webinar software. And there are a ton that you can choose from, especially since COVID. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through kind of the three options that we typically recommend. Now, the first one is Zoom. Um, it is, you know, fairly, it, it will cost you some money um, depending on your current plan or if you need to upgrade. The great thing about Zoom is so many people are familiar with it. So there isn't going to be a lot of friction as far as getting, you know, having people understand how to sign up. If you use it yourself, it should be fairly easy for you to use. You'll be somewhat familiar with all the tools. Having the webinar feature may require you to, you know, figure out a few things um, and learn a little new tool here and there. But overall, you'll be very familiar with the platform. And so if you are nervous about the technology side of things, but you already use Zoom, that could definitely be a great tool for you. Crowdcast. This is actually our preferred webinar software. Um, it's very similar to Zoom, but it is actually specifically built for webinars. And that's mainly why I love it. It has every single feature that we would love. I found Crowdcast by attending another webinar. Why I recommend attending webinars to kind of figure out what you like. But what's great about Crowdcast is that, you know, there's a ton of features, frankly, I love it so much. The link that you share for people to sign up is going to be the same link that people can use afterwards to catch a recording of the, uh, of the webinar. So that makes it super easy. 
when people do sign up, you get a list of emails. You get a list of emails of the people that signed up. You get to learn who attended the webinar, who did not attend the webinar. Um, and, and that I love because then I can definitely tailor emails afterwards. Like, hey, thanks so much for attending the webinar versus, hey, I'm so sorry you missed the webinar. And that way I can make sure it make the experience just a little bit more personalized there. Um, there's a green room where you can try out all your tech beforehand. They even have a sort of um, trial uh, webinar, uh, I guess, room where um, you can try out the full features of, uh, of throwing a webinar. There's a chat feature on the side. It's just fantastic. I think it's really great. You definitely want to try it out first, but um, Crowdcast is our preferred um, preferred platform. Um, little disclaimer, real quick, our very first webinar, we, we, um, we were on an operating, we trying to work on a budget. We were, it was like month three of, at the time, ProAdvisor Marketing. Um, and we used Crowdcast's free version. Um, however, I did not read the fine print closely enough and it cut off at 30 minutes. So if you are on a budget, you always want to make sure you are reading all those details and that uh, your, your webinar software is not going to stop halfway through your presentation. And then the last option is if you are really on a budget, it is a Facebook group. Now, Facebook groups, you can sort of launch a webinar and have people very similarly. You can see who's attending. There could be a comment section. You could share your screen. You can do a presentation. It's free. However, there I have personally run into a lot of um, technical issues with Facebook groups. I've had clients who have had issues with audio. I have had issues with um, streaming. Some For some reason, like it always seems to lag or there doesn't it seems sort of limited in those features. It's not necessarily built to be a very robust webinar platform, but if you are on a budget, it can be a really great option. So those are my three recommendations, checking out Zoom, Crowdcast, or just doing it in a Facebook group. Step four is to actually schedule the webinar and tell people about, about it. Um, this will actually make it real and hold you to it, hold you to a date. And really, I know how nerve-wracking that can be, but pick a date, start to market it. Um, typically, we try to market two to three weeks out before the event. Um, the thing with webinars, especially, is people don't really sign up until you get closer to the event. So if you're two weeks out and you're like, I sent out this great email and no one responded, try sending out the email again a day or so before the webinar. That's when people really have, you know, remember it and actually know if they're free um, especially if it's, you know, a free webinar and there's no sort of commitment uh, to hold them to it, people will sign up uh, the closer you get to the event. And obviously the last step is to promote your event. So you want to talk about it in your email newsletter, social media. If you have a budget for advertisements, you want to advertise it, have it on your website, you know, have it as a pop-up and really do not be shy about over-talking about it. We think because we mention it once or twice that people know about it, you should be talking about it nonstop for those two to three weeks. Last step, I'm sorry, did I say last step for step six? This is the last step actually. Um, you wanna do a dry run. If you have employees or, um, <laughs> I just realized I actually have a step seven. Anyways, if you have employees or a team member or a friend, someone that you can really trust, do a dry run with all the tech software. I don't care if you use Facebook groups, Zoom, Crowdcast, whatever platform. Do a dry run where you are very comfortable with the technology. Time yourself walking through the presentation so you really have an understanding. And once you're on the webinar, you are not going to feel you know, anxious about your audio or something not working. And then the last step is actually after the webinar. 
So after you, after you're done with your webinar, you want to break your attendees into three lists. Those that registered and attended, those that registered and did not attend, and then those that did not register or attend. And you may be thinking, who are those? Those are basically going to be the people on your email list who just did not attend or to show any interest. And then what you want to do is craft three emails to those specific people and tailor that message around it. You can you know, then kind of use the webinar content to get a little bit more return on your investment. You can post it to YouTube if you want. You can create the audio and change it, put it into a podcast. You can take clips of the audio and turn it into smaller podcasts or turn it into clips for your social media. You can turn it into clips for your email content. You can make a blog post out of it to get, give yourself a little bit of a boost on SEO for your website. There are a ton of ways to reuse that content and the emails that you gain from that webinar after the event. And so that is a definitely an important step is making sure you get a little bit of an additional return on your investment after that webinar is, uh, is over. Hey guys, this is the part of the episode where I ask you to rate and subscribe. It has been a hot minute since we have done our own webinar, but every month I actually go live in our Facebook group, The Meeting Room, and I answer some of your questions. It is very casual, um, and we have just kind of some one-on-one time to talk about your own marketing strategies and help you guys out. So if you want to join, it's The Meeting Room. You can also check out facebook.com backslash groups backslash pro advisors and accountants.